Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This should be a fun one. Carrington Harrison of the Drive 610 Sports Radio, also notable Kansas hater, Mizzou fan. He's going to stop by. We did this last year. Didn't have quite as much buzz this t- last year as it does this time around, where you've got a Kansas team that, while they're a top 10 team in the country, they've shown you that they can be rather volatile. Meanwhile, Mizzou, despite the fact that they've played one of the 10 easiest schedules in all of college basketball, which is saying something because there are 363 teams in college basketball. They're 9-0. and And for the first time, unlike last year, it feels like there could actually be a game when these two teams face off Saturday, 4-15 at Mizzou Arena in what I would imagine is going to be the biggest game in the history of that building. Home court advantage matters in this rivalry. Kansas still owns the advantage, but I believe it's just a 10-game advantage over Mizzou when playing in Columbia. So excited for this game. I want to know more about Missouri basketball. I want to know more about how Mizzou fans feel about this because for KU fans, I feel like the anticipation and the excitement for when these two teams get together, and this is the mark of any great rivalry, is just ask yourself a simple question. How mad will you be If your team loses, you don't ever want to lose to Missouri basketball, football, track and field, swimming, chess, debate, doesn't matter. When you go against your rival, you just don't want to lose to them. And last year, it didn't feel like that was ever really on the table. You knew Kansas was going to thump them. And that's exactly what happened when they faced off inside Allen Fieldhouse. This time, Mizzou's got some players and they've got some buzz. I'm excited for this game. I think the anticipation builds across the course of the week. I mean, it's a mid-December basketball game, so if you're not a diehard KU or Mizzou fan, it's probably not a game that you've really been anticipating. But as the game gets closer, I feel my excitement level rising for this one. Now, we're going to talk with Carrington about the fact that 
the controversy from a couple of weeks ago, Mizzou potentially ducking Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. I know they've came out with a litany of reasons as to why that wasn't the case, why it had nothing to do with Kansas. I'm sure there's some posturing going on from both sides. But to me, it's perfect because it's more pettiness and a rivalry that needs something to get it going again. You can't just assume that these two teams are going to get together and all of a sudden the hatred that we saw not just 10 years ago, but for the hundreds of years, the more than 100 years that preceded it. Like that, There's a reason why this rivalry has been so good. It's because it's more than just sports. It's more than basketball and football. It's one that predates all of that. There has been actual bloodshed in the border war. And yes, we're calling it the border war. We're not calling it the border showdown. It's always been the border war. It always will be the border war. Let's break it all down. Carrington Harrison's my guest. I think you guys are going to like this one. All right, looking forward to this one. Carrington Harrison, host of The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, but more notably, notable Mizzou fan, Kansas hater. We did this last year, CDOT. The Tigers got thumped by KU in Allen Fieldhouse. It feels like there's maybe a little more anticipation this time around, but I think that's more due to the fact that Missouri actually has what looks to be a competent basketball team this year. Do you feel the same? Do you feel like there's more interest this year than there was last year when these teams faced off? Nick, before we get going, I want you to be clear about something, all right? I want you to be clear. I do not hate Kansas. (laughs) I don't have any issues with Kansas. Lawrence is a great place. I've never had any issues with the basketball program. No issues with the football program. I don't have any issues with the University of Kansas. I don't like Kansas fans. That's my issue. Dewan Harris has never done anything to me. Grady Dick, I'm sure he is a great individual. I don't have any issues with them. I don't like people that are KU fans. That's my issue. So I want that to be clear as we move forward in this conversation. I don't mind people who support Kansas athletics. I don't like KU fans. And you guys know the kind of individual that I'm talking about. (laughs) I want those people to see disappointment. I want them to feel hurt. I want them to be angry and upset. Those are the people that I cheer against. Okay, so then let's do an exercise then. This is interesting. So when you close your eyes and think about Kansas and all of the hatred that you just spoke about, what do you see? Like when you think about going back to 15-year-old Carrington Harrison just absolutely hating everything that Kansas stands for, what's the face that comes to mind for you? Oh, my goodness. What a great question, man. What is a great question about who that person is for me? That is I, have an easy, great... I have an easy answer for me and my distaste for Mizzou. Who is that for you? Quinn Snyder. <laughs> that is great. No, I, man, I honestly, I, I don't want to like get out of the question. I just, I don't have that guy. Um, I, I don't have that guy. I just, you know me, like I, I, I've been to Allen Fieldhouse. I've been to Allen Fieldhouse this season. You know what I mean? Like I, I go, I just, I just don't like KU fans so much, man. Like the, we've never committed a foul. We have seen speed take 17 steps. Oh, that's not a travel. Like that KU fan is the face of everything that you're talking about. Like that, that's the guy 
that I just don't like. I don't like how every how every point guard gets compared to Sharon Collins. I don't like the stupid NBA comparisons we make for Kansas basketball players. I still have the tweet. I remember when somebody said that speed was going to be Clay Thompson. Like <laughs> that's what I don't like about that's what I don't like about KU though. So like, there really isn't that one KU player. I mean, they always have some guy on their team I just don't like, right? Like every, every single year, they always have this goofy big guy that isn't really that good. That you're like, yo, how how did you score 12 points in this? Like they always have that guy. But the the face of what you're talking about to me is really everything Kansas fans stand for. I hate I hate the video. I hate the little 10-minute cult activities that you guys have at home games where you do this weird chant and then Bill always comes out eight minutes after everybody else so he can get his own ovation. There's just so many little things about him I hate. Yeah, I'll actually accept that answer because even though like a lot of the stuff that you talked about is something very specific to our day and age, like the way that people talk online about their team or the way that you know, fans may call into your radio show or text into your radio show. But like that, that sort of idea that you just hate anybody who is from Kansas or you hate Kansas fans in general, that predates us. You know, that that's what I think makes this rivalry so great is that there has been this, you know, long non-sports history between these two states and between these two schools to the point where I feel like if you had to ask somebody 50 years ago or 60 years ago, like what what they hate most about Mizzou, they would have gave the same answer. And it's not because they're sharing uh, illogical, dumb, jaded takes on Twitter, but it's just because like if I were to watch, if I were to go to a Mizzou game and I would just look around the arena, I would look around and say, I hate all these people. I hate the way that they cheer against my team. I hate everything that they stand for. So that's why I don't think that's a cop-out answer. And it's part of what like makes rivalries great. Like we can talk about, you know, who, who's, who Mizzou's biggest rival has been since they left for the SEC, or like is K-State an adequate rival for Kansas in basketball? Is Baylor that? The difference between those schools and what KU Mizzou have is I don't hate K-State fans just for being K-State fans, but I'll always hate Mizzou fans for being Mizzou fans just like you feel that way about Kansas fans. Yeah, and I think that's just part of it. You know what I mean? Like when people be like, oh, you're a KU hater. I, that's what I'm supposed to be. I cheer for Missouri. You know what I mean? Like, some of my best friends in the world are KU fans. You and I got a lot of love and respect for each other. So, I mean, it's all it's all in sports. It's all in competition. It's all in the back and forth. But we're not supposed to like each other, and that's what makes sports so fun. I think as I've gotten older, I would say a couple of things. Like, I'm less passionate about sports than, like, the rivalry sense. Like, going back and forth with some stranger about who our favorite college football team is just doesn't – I don't care enough to do that at this point. But I am I am more into it than ever before because you and I know this, like the Chiefs aren't my job. The Royals are my job. I don't necessarily look at Mizzou in that same way. You know, like you actually, you know, lived in Lawrence, worked in Lawrence, did I, I, I never had that experience. So there've always been that sort of gap for me that still allowed me to be a fan. And I maybe know more about it than the average fan just due to, you know, kind of the job, but I'm still far enough away from it that I still get that excitement. Like, Mizzou is the only team that can make me mad. The Chiefs can't make me mad. The Royals can't make me mad. They don't have the ability to affect my day at this point. Mizzou does. If this game is close with four minutes to go and Missouri turns it over three times and Grady Dick hits a big three and looks at the crowd, like, I will be disappointed by that. But that's why we love sports so much. That's why we're so passionate about it.
Yeah, I mean, and I think it's a little inside journalism, but you're right. Like, any time you get too close to a program or a team, you're going to find things to not like about them. Like, the longer you cover them, the longer you talk to people in the organization, it's kind of like a roommate, you know? You never lived with, a, like, one of your buddies and then came away from it two years later saying, you know what, I kind of like him more now. I kind of like that guy more after being his roommate and having to clean up his dishes and you know, move his dirty clothes out of the way. That's the same way with covering teams. You cover them and you sort of lose that uh, unbridled passion that you had when you were a kid. But it's weird with Mizzou. I agree with that towards Kansas, but there is something about the absence of this rivalry over the last decade that, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it'll ever be what it was before. You know what I mean? Where it just was, it was so personal. Like, you had the... Mizzou fans calling Roy Williams and calling players and putting their cell phone numbers on on signs and calling their high school guidance counselors to try and dig up dirt. Like, that was sort of next-level rivalry stuff that I'm not sure we're ever going to see again because 10 years is a long time, and these kids in the student sections now, like, they don't have those childhood memories of this rivalry to sort of rely on. Yeah, I don't know if that's... It, as much as I just think society has changed. You know what I mean? Like when you mention, you know, things that happened in the nineties, I mean, you and I remember chants that you could say in 1995 that you just can't say in 2025. So I would disagree with you in terms of the rivalry on the court, the spiritness and the competition between the fan bases. I just think that today's today's 19 year old is just different than 20 years ago, 19 year old. Like, what they value, their sensibilities, the world that they've grown up in are just very, very different. So I think that's it more than anything, man. Kansas is my team's rival. I don't like Arkansas. I don't really like South Carolina. I mean, there's teams in the SEC that I don't like. I hate Kansas. And that's the big difference. I don't think that Missouri can ever get to a place of hating any of those other SEC schools, at least not my generation. I'm not even sure the generation behind me. Like, it would need to take our grandkids to kind of be at that place. But I just, I hate Kansas, man. I think as long as there's people like me that are alive, the rivalry will always be alive as well. Are the antlers still a thing? Yeah, but not, like I said, not, not like, not like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like that, that time in terms of how people watch and cheer for sports is over. Like imagine some of the stuff that was probably said in 95, that if you had Twitter and you could just pull out your camera and record a college student saying these things and post it on the internet, that kid would be expelled from school in today's <laughs> time. That just wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? That wasn't a thing back then. How many videos do we see a college student saying crazy stuff? They go viral and they get kicked out of school. Like that just wasn't a thing when you and I were growing up, that it is a thing now. So I, I just think those sensibilities have just changed the way that all of us watch sports. Yeah, so I I was kind of I was leading a little bit of a charge a couple of weeks ago in this controversy around the the potential matchup in the Liberty Bowl between KU and Mizzou, and it came out that Brett McMurphy reported maybe Mizzou didn't want to play Kansas. Regardless of how you feel about that whole situation, I secretly kind of love it because that just is an added level of pettiness that I feel like this rivalry needs like we need you can't just say okay we're going to start playing each other again and then meet up on Saturdays at your arena or my arena 
and then just think that all of a sudden this rivalry is going to pick up where it left off. Like, it, it needs some of the off-the-court, off-the-field stuff, I feel like, to add some juice to this. So, regardless of what the reasoning actually was, if Missouri was really ducking it, if Kansas was floating stuff out there, I kind of love that it gives us something to get riled up about. Yeah, and I guess, you know, we can talk about this. We can talk about the basketball game. It's your podcast. I'm happy to talk about whatever you want. This is what I think happened between Missouri and Kansas. I think Kansas is very open and asked to play Missouri in the Liberty Bowl. I think they wanted to play Missouri. I think they realized in terms of energizing their fan base, it was the best thing for them. They wanted to play Missouri. I don't think Missouri shared any of that same energy. And I don't think that Missouri maybe opted out of playing Kansas. I don't think that as much. But I think it would be like, Nick, if I tell you, yo, anytime, anywhere, man, let's go play FIFA. You've been talking all this stuff on Twitter about playing FIFA. Let's play FIFA. All right, let's play Friday, 1 o'clock. We're like, I work at Friday. Well, no, man, you said you want to play, man. Play me Friday at 1 o'clock. Well, hold on. I'm not taking off work to play. No, man, you scared. Like, that, that's what I think happened. I think Missouri created an unrealistic checklist for Kansas to be able to check. That I do believe that Missouri wanted to play their bowl game before Christmas. Well, there was no bowl game in which you were going to play Kansas before Christmas. I do think a lot of those other things mattered. But so we can, we can debate whether or not we think that's ducking or not. I think you and I maybe share this same opinion. I think Missouri has, or I think that Missouri has been asking Kansas to play them in athletic competitions for about eight to nine years. And I think Missouri was upset because they felt like certain people at Kansas felt like they were bigger than the rivalry, that they had the ability to stop these two teams from playing from each other. Well, that's not the way this current group of Kansas feels. They're very open to playing Missouri. I think they were open to playing on December 28th. And I just don't think that Missouri maybe understands the urgency of that. And I think they had the, well, if we're not going to play in a really important bowl game, then it just doesn't matter who you play. Yes, it does matter who you play. I don't care about them playing Wake Forest. Like, no part of me can be excited about Missouri's bowl game. I'm sure I'll watch it, but I don't care if they win. I don't care if they lose. I don't care what the score is. What does it matter, man? Kids opt out. Kids transfer. Bowl games are as irrelevant as they have ever been before. And this was a way to get some of that back. This was a game to get you excited. This was a game that, you know, our shows together would have come together to host a watch party and would have done something really cool for it. And we will not be doing any of that because I do not care about them playing Wake Forest. And you guys are probably excited about your bowl. You know, you haven't been in a while. You're playing Arkansas. I mean, I'm sure it will be fun. I do not care about the Gasparilla Bowl at all. Well, you want to talk about irrelevancy, CDOT. Can I interest you in a mid-December basketball game on a Saturday afternoon at 415? Because that's kind of how I <laughs> feel. That's kind of how I feel. Dude, that's how, you gotta, that's how 90% of the sports audience feels about any college basketball game before the month of March. So, like, we're not even talking about conference play. I think it's, like, it could be Duke and North Carolina on Saturday, and I'm not sure anybody would really, and they could be one and two in the country. I'm not sure anybody would really be talking about it. It's different here. Uh, it's different for KU and Mizzou fans, especially now Mizzou's side of things. You get to taste what Kansas had last year, which is actually hosting the game. Like one to 10, how would you rate the general sense that you get of the anticipation level for Mizzou fans this Saturday? For Missouri fans, a 10. Really? I think this is the biggest basketball game that they've had at Mizzou Arena since Michael Porter. Are you since serious? That game against, since, I mean, that, that game against Iowa State, I mean, maybe you could argue later that year they played Kentucky at home. 
And that was kind of one of those, hey, this Missouri team's a little bit different. It's Conzo Martin's first year. Like, you need this one. I mean, this, this is the biggest game they've had to me since they played, since that game. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, I've been kind of monitoring ticket prices and planning on going myself. I mean, I, I never thought for a second that Kansas would ever come back to Mizzou Arena. Now, I did think eventually they would play each other because I think there was money to be made in this and the rivalry is so big. I did think they would play. I thought they would agree to play each other at Arrowhead or Sprint Center. I never thought this would go back to being on campus. So the fact that they played last year in Lawrence and they have agreed to go to Mizzou Arena is mind-blowing to me. Like, I would really love to hear Self's real reason of why he finally agreed to this. Because I think that Self was one of the biggest reasons why they didn't play this game. They could sell it on a bunch of things. I think Bill Self had no interest in playing Missouri, and something changed his mind. Like, I don't think that everybody was on the side of playing Missouri, and Bill was like, no, I'm not doing it. I think eventually Bill changed his mind on playing Mizzou. I'd love to know the why and what eventually changed. I shared my theory with you when we talked on your show earlier this week, but I go back to that 2018 hurricane relief game in the Sprint Center. And I think that the reasoning behind that was just like, hey, we have an opportunity to do some good here. And I think that was, I don't think there was anything beyond that that led KU to agreeing to play that game, right? That was purely a charitable aspect. But I think once it happened and you saw the way that fans turned out and you saw the atmosphere inside the Sprint Center, I think that was the turning point where maybe Bill Self took a step back and said, okay, it's been six years. I've made my point. Like, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world. I'm not saying that's the moment they decided to start this, but I think that was the moment where the door opened for him to maybe reconsider his stance on ever playing Mizzou again. It's funny because I was talking to Rob about this. We were talking about this during the commercial break, and we were talking about that game, and I remember, so that was actually, it was a Missouri season ticket holder that year. That was Michael Porter's year, and I ended up, just because I was a Missouri season ticket holder, they ended up selling us six tickets for the game, and I went and I sold some to my parents at what I paid for them, a couple of my friends, and we all went to the game, man. And it was crazy because my sister, she's gone to sporting events, but she's not super into it. You know, she gets into it, I would say, with the way most people get into it. She was really into the Royals when they were good. She's really been into Patrick Mahomes, but she is not the one that if it's Christmas, I'm like, hey, let's watch this random NBA game. She is not super excited about it, right? And so we're at the game, and, you know, I'm excited. You know, we're in the Mizzou section. Everybody around us is like really, really into it. And there was a dead ball. And she asked if I could go get her a Dr. Pepper. I'm like, sure, let's go get some Dr. Pepper. So we're walking to it and she's like, hey, brother. And she's like, this is really fun. This is why you like sports, huh? And I started laughing. I was like, yeah, this is why I like sports. It's like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, that it just kind of dawned on me, you know, like, the level of competition that I think that game was and that I think it was played with, I think it was sort of eye-opening to some people. But I think there was this belief because it was an exhibition and because it's for charity that it wasn't going to be intense. Nick, I don't. tomorrow you and I could go play one-on-one basketball somewhere. Let's say that we're just kind of messing around. We're just trying to get a good sweat. If 100 people got around the court, me and you both would start playing a little bit harder, right? I don't want to yeah. lose in front of all these people. You know, if, if you go out there and you see that it is every seat is sold, half of the crowd is wearing one color that hates you, the other crowd is supporting you, you're going to get into it. And I, I, 
the level of competitiveness in which that game was played, I think, to go to your point, is what really changed it. And I, I you probably were at that game, but I'll never forget this moment, man. Cassius Robertson, I can't remember the score. Cassius Robertson hit a big three, and Kansas called timeout. And Cassius Robertson started screaming in a way that you would scream if you hit a big shot in a regular season game. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, they playing. Like, this is for real. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that was a three that you hit when you cut a deficit from seven to four. They call timeout. You feel like you got to run, and you're fired up because of the momentum. And it got the crowd fired up. It got the team fired up. It got everybody fired up. If you remember, Devontae Graham got a technical in that game for talking trash to Missouri. Yeah. So, no, that, that game was a lot of fun, man. And I'm, I'm really excited to be back in that same environment on Saturday, man. It's just, you know, you, you're, you're used to that as a KU fan. You, you guys get that experience four or five times over the course of the regular season. There ain't a lot of games like that for Mizzou. There haven't been a lot of games like that for Mizzou. So I'm happy they get one on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what that atmosphere is going to be like. I think it's going to be pretty good and probably I don't know I, I wasn't at the game last year at the were you at the game last year no so I mean I you and I both knew that Missouri was going to get yeah. the beat and uh you know what I didn't have any interest in doing man I didn't have any interest in driving over there spending the money wearing the Mizzou gear to watch my team get smoked. Yeah. <laughs> I was cool to watch it on tv I was perfectly fine to watch it on tv I watched that first half on TV. I saw all I needed to see, and that was it. That was it. I did not watch past the. Uh, I did not watch past the first half of that game. But uh, yeah, man, I th- this is the first time. You know, in, in our business, getting tickets to thing isn't the hardest thing in the world. Like it, it, sometimes you might have to buy them, but it's just uh, you know exactly who to call that will sell you the two at face value, and it's just it's all good. Like this is the first time in a while I'm checking StubHub. I'm checking tickets for less. I'm check, I'm checking SeatGeek. Like, I, I'm going as a fan. I'm not going as a media member. I'm going as somebody who loves Mizzou Athletics, wants to support Mizzou Athletics, and wants to boo the hell out of Grady Dick and Bill Self. That's why I'm going to this game, man. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, the way to, to gauge like your excitement level for Kansas, who you knew when you saw this rivalry was going to get back together for six games and you figured, wow, Kansas may be favored in all of them because of where Mizzou basketball has been since they left, or really just the past five, six years. It was sort of like, okay, well, let me know when you're actually nervous about a game. And this is the one that probably does it for me. Like, Mizzou's sitting there. They're 9-0. and I know they haven't played anybody, but, like, they're kind of fun to watch. Like, they play fast. Uh, they get a ton of easy buckets inside. I love watching Kobe Brown play. Like there, there is a little anxiety at the idea that you could lose to this team. What is your level of optimism that that Mizzou can either keep things close or even win? I think Missouri can absolutely keep it close against Kansas. I, I think the spread's going to be like Kansas minus two, Kansas mm-hmm. minus three. I don't think the I don't I don't think the spread's going to be super big in this one. I think that one of these two teams is going to win ninety-one to eighty-six. And the big key for me is Missouri is really good at forcing turnovers and creating them. If Kansas can't protect the basketball, I just think they'll have the necessary possessions they need to win this game. But I mean, that's how Missouri beat Wichita State. Like Missouri did not play well against Wichita State for the first 35 minutes of the game. But Missouri got 16 steals. And over the course of the game, if you're getting that level of turnovers and you create an extra seven possessions for yourself that the other team doesn't get, that makes a significant difference. 
that that that's what I kind of base this on. There's things that Kansas does that I'm worried about, and I wonder if Missouri can slow those things down from watching Kansas a few times that I have this year. But that that's my big thing is Missouri has been really good at getting out in the half court or uh, get, getting out in transition and really running. If they can, if they can, if they can speed Kansas up and get Kansas to turn the ball over 14 or 15 times, I think that that's a game Missouri can win. If they don't, and Kansas has six turnovers, I just don't think Missouri is going to have enough possessions to win the game. All right, last question for you, and I'll let you go. I, I you said 91, 86. You think is somebody's going to win this game? So if I could, if I told you right now that you could lock in. Mizzou losing by eight points. They're in it the entire game, but they lose by eight. Would you take that right now? No, I think they can beat Kansas. Um, I The teams to me that are going to give Missouri the most trouble are teams that have really good big men. And I just don't think that's what Kansas is right now. Like, I'm not worried about Jalen Wilson or Grady Dick. I, I'm not really worried about those guys. Those guys are going to score, right? Those are really good players. I think Missouri also can score. That I think both of these teams can play in the 70s, can play in the 80s if need be. What I'm really worried about is I'm worried about Dewan Harris getting into the lane and he gets Uday 14 points and he has five alley-oops. And then at the end of the day, we're looking at Uday. He was, he was seven of nine from the field. And he racked up three or four fouls on Missouri guys. And Missouri just doesn't have the size down low. Can Missouri rebound? Can Missouri keep Dewan Harris out of the paint? Those are my two biggest questions in this game. But I feel confident in Missouri's ability to be able to score with Kansas, which sounds crazy given what we saw last year. But this team, I just think, can score. I think this team can get up and down the floor. I think they play a really fun energetic, exciting brand of basketball. Is that going to be enough to beat one of the teams that's a favorite to win the national championship? We'll certainly see, but I, I would not press the button and lock in a loss right now at all. I, I, I think this is the game Missouri can win. I don't think they should win. I think Kansas is obviously better than them, but this is the game Missouri can win. All right, man. This was fun. I appreciate you doing it. Yeah, of course. Whatever you need me to do it, man. I'm happy to do it. All right. Shout out to CDOT for hopping on with me today. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe rate and review. We've taken a couple of weeks off. I'm going on a trip, so won't be back next week or the week after, but we're going to pick up after Christmas. And that's when we're really going to get this thing into high gear, heading into conference play. Thank you. As always, it's waving the wheat. We'll see you in a couple weeks.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.